What's up? Welcome to Where in the Sports World. I'm your host, Travis Eldridge. This our first official episode, and we have an awesome guest. We're virtually flying over to Spain to check in on former Maryland basketball star Melo Trimble. I feel like maybe you can call him a legend in Terpland as well. He did some good things. He's one of the players that brought Maryland hoops back into the national spotlight during his time there. Melo now currently playing in the Spanish ACB League, Liga Indesa for Montequit Fuenlabrada. But on this show, we're talking more than just Spanish hoops. We're talking everything from favorite moments as a Terp, recruiting stories, finding out what it was like to play in the same league as LaMelo Ball in Australia. He has some awesome stories about that. We are going all over the map with Melo Trimble right now. All right, so Melo, uh, the basis of this show is where in the sports world are you? So fill in the blank. Where in the sports world are you right now? Juno Brada, Spain. What's the, for somebody, for American now living in Spain, what's the adjustment been like? I mean, it's cool here. You know, it's just Spanish, obviously. You know, me not knowing too much Spanish is something I have to work on. And, you know, I played in Puerto Rico and it was a little different with Spanglish, you know, a lot more English than it is, you know, um, uh, Spanish. But here it's strictly Spanish. So it's like, you know, just an adjustment for me, but I'm liking it so far. And you're like, what, like 30 minutes outside of Madrid? So it's got to be like, what's the setup like? Uh, yeah, so I'm about yeah, 30, 20, 30 minutes outside of Madrid. Um, not too far from there. So, I mean, that's a good place to go, you know, just to hang out. But um, where I stay at my apartment, I'm five minutes from the gym and t two minutes from the grocery store. So I really don't have to go anywhere. And that's how I like it. I like, you know, being in the house, not going, going anywhere and doing too much. So, I mean, I'm, I think I'm in a pretty good spot. Yeah, it's a, it's a good setup. Compare it to, because I, I saw you played, you played in Australia, you mentioned Puerto Rico, like where does what you've done so far in training camp in Spain compared to like the other places you've been so far in your pro career? Um, I mean, training camp here was like real, you know, it was day one for everyone, training camp here and <laughs> a lot of conditioning, you know, everyone's been <laughs> out for six months and um, it's been kind of tough, but I mean, that's something that we all need, myself included, you know, I w it was really hard to work out this past summer due to the COVID and, um, you know, comparing it to in Australia, just, uh, it's a little tougher, you know, it's, it's kind of easier on me as far as not going first in drills. I get to watch and, and watch how they do it, you know, but, um, you know, what, three weeks, four weeks now, I'm, I'm used to everything and everything is, you know, going nicely, but um, just compared to like Australia, just, like I said, just, the language burial, you know what I'm saying? Like just watching first and being able to mess up a little bit, not understand what they're saying, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's good for me, but um, yeah, I'm good now. But what's the, like basketball wise, NBL mm -hmm. to ACB, where, like, where's the level at? Well, ACB is a, the top, the highest competition besides the, you know, EuroLeague, EuroCup and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the NBL was up and coming. The last year was his best year, you know, with LaMelo Ball, uh, other players that's in the league, Bryce Cotton, Casper Ware, Andrew Bogus. I mean, the league was good, but, you know, the ACB is it's a lot more teams. You know, the competition's a little better, and um, it's a good league, and it's the most watched. You, you mentioned LaMelo. What was the atmosphere like when he comes over? I mean, like, I'm seeing on Facebook, they're getting, like, those games are getting, like, a million views. Like, what, what's the atmosphere around Crazy. the balls? I mean, when we played LaMelo, he didn't play, but I mean, just being in that league and hearing everyone talk about him was just crazy. It's almost like he was really 
not to be funny, but I mean, I didn't really know Michael Jackson that well, but from what I heard and seen how crazy people was over him, that's how they was over LaMelo. It was crazy. You had grown men going crazy over a kid. You know, it, it was crazy, but I mean, hey, I wish I was him, but, you know, I can't even be jealous about it. I was happy for him, and, you know, he played really well out there, and, you know, for him to be that young, to play in a, you know, grown men's league like that, and, you know, the way he carried himself was, you know, it was good to see. So grown men in Australia were freaking out over LaMelo Ball? Yeah, yeah, you'll be surprised. That's they were definitely freaking out over the mellow ball. When I mean grown men, I mean men with kids, you know, like <laughs> what are we doing? You know, like commentators. It was crazy, but I mean, he's a he's a star, you know what I'm saying? You know, he has a last name ball, you know, Lonzo Ball, his family has a whole TV show. So I mean, I get it. And he's a good player. Hey, and it, and it, it was good for the league, right? Like, I mean, the yeah, the amount of attention he probably drew is probably huge. Yeah, definitely good for the league. You know, had a lot of, you know, publicity. You know, the followers and NBA went up. And the team he was on, it was crazy. The team he was on, you know, the year before, they didn't have a lot of followers. And then when he gets there, they have, you know, a lot. It was crazy. You know, comments, the likes and stuff they were getting. It was crazy. But, I mean, it was it was definitely – it was a culture shock to them, you know, for a kid like that to come over there that's so popular. And I feel like everywhere he went, he had to have, like, security. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> So for you personally in Australia, my brother actually went when he first got out of college and played some pro soccer in like the second division in Australia. And he was only there for like six or seven months and he came back and I asked him, my, my biggest question is, did you see a kangaroo? And he ne said he never <laughs> saw a kangaroo. Did you see a kangaroo while you were in Australia? I saw a couple of kangaroos. <laughs> are, they, are they as cool as, as you might think? Uh, I mean, they chill. You know, they kind of, <laughs> they, they guard their, they guard their area. They don't really, you know, try to get out and you know they see humans to walk up to or anything like that almost like a deer you know how we see deers yeah. that's how we that's how kangaroos are but they're not as like running to the middle of the street you know what i'm saying yeah but yeah they, they were cool to see though yeah you, i feel like you go to australia you gotta at least see a couple of kangaroos kangaroos koalas you know you gotta see it you just have to right no it, it completely makes sense uh so i was digging back into your past and i was looking at some of the, the recruiting rankings and things when you're coming out of high school and one of the sites listed you as Romello. And I think that's the first time I've seen you listed as Romello. But when's the last time somebody called you Romello? Man, uh, probably once I, uh, I played Call of Duty, one of my old teammates, Evan, Evan Smartrison. When he's in, whenever he's trying to be funny, he'll call me Romello. Whenever I have like a bad game in Warzone, he'll, <laughs> he'll call me that. But other than that, I don't really get that too much. But when did the, did the, was it like a transition or was it always growing up? It was just always Mello. It's always mellow. I, you know, my, I knew it was real mellow, but my cousins, aunts, grandmother, they always call me mellow. We're just like, all right, that might as well be my name, but you know, as a government name, Romello. So. That, hey, that, that makes sense. It's, it, it's worked out pretty well for you in your basketball career. I, yeah, has, has, has. <laughs> coming out of DC recruiting wise, like Maryland's gotta be the spot, right? Like was how much convert thought process was there to going somewhere other than being a Turk? Man, it really wasn't no other thought process. Uh, when I first got into, you know, getting recruited and stuff to go play college ball, I always wanted to go to Maryland. And, you know, at first, you know, I really didn't, they wasn't really recruiting me until my, so the end of my sophomore year going into that summer, because I was a two guard and I started playing point guard. Then Coach Turgeon finally saw me, liked me. And then I was, you know, I was ready to, to commit right on the spot. But, you know, my mom wanted me to wait, wait it out, wait it out. Because I think at the time they were trying to, uh, they were going to sign the Twins, the Harrison Twins, okay. but they signed to Kentucky. So I was waiting to see what was going on with that. And, you know, when I when they went to Kentucky, I said, okay, I'm going to Maryland. And I committed. And 
didn't even know the situation how I was going to play. I was like, I just want to go here. And, you know, fortunate for me, you know, the situation was before I got there, you know, we had five, seven transfers or whatever. I came in and I had no choice but to start and be in the spotlight. And it worked out well for me. <laughs> What's the best part of the recruiting process? Because I'm sure there's like a lot of tension. There's some tough conversations, decisions you got to make, but there's got to, there's so many perks. Like what was the best part? The best, I mean, the best perk was the coach basically calling you as if he was, you know, your significant other, you know, calling you a lot to make sure, hey, you still thinking about us, you know, stuff like that. It was kind of cool to get to be annoyed by a coach calling you because they really wanted you, you know what I'm saying? And just everyone wondering where you're going, you know, you go to school, everyone's like, oh, he's getting recruited by Maryland, Duke, and stuff like that. So that was that was pretty cool. And like I said, for the coaches to really be on you and like forcing you to please come here, you know, that was, that was cool. But, you know, it changes when you get to the school, it changes. <laughs> yeah. That love is lost. It is. It's more, it's more, you know, let's, let's work now. Who was the best sweet talker that was trying to convince you to come somewhere? Sweet talker? Uh, well, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I cannot think of this coach's name, but he was at uh, George Mason. And then he went to Miami. I cannot oh, think Laranaga. of his name. Oh, So he was, he was, when he was transferring to Miami, it was like, come on now, it's Miami. You know, it was like, ah. But, I, but it's crazy enough, I never visited. And I like Larry Nagy. My mom liked him, like the assistant coaches and all, because he took the whole staff to Miami. But, you know, I never got a chance to, to visit schools because I always wanted to go to Maryland. I feel like if I was to go back in time, I would definitely have took the time to go take other visits, especially Miami. <laughs> I mean, how did you not make that trip? That's crazy. I don't know. You know, I was just so excited about Maryland offering me. It was like, well, I got to go. That's what it is. I mean, you made a name for yourself in Maryland, so you, you can't yeah. really second-guess that decision now. Who's the more famous former Terp, you or Scott Van Pelt? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I think we, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, because he gets a lot of love, you know, he gets a lot of love, but yeah. I also get a lot of love too. And, and he wasn't a player, so I mean, but he's always on TV. Right. He's always on TV, so I, I don't know. I'm not on TV as much, but, and I don't really post as much, but I don't know. I, I can't say, like, we walk into the gym together, who are they going to cheer harder for? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like if we can make that happen, it would be a fun. That would be fun. Back in Maryland. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be that would be something I want to see too. Like, who would they like to see more, me or him? <laughs> because like I see, I've seen videos. Like he walks in in College Park during the middle of a game, and like it's like a the, a, the biggest celebrity in the, in the yeah, sports world yeah, just walked in. True, like, were you, have you been to a game that he like walks into? Uh. Well, he, well, when I was at school, he came to all, like, the bigger games, like Wisconsin, my freshman year. And when he walked in, it was – we had no choice but the one. You know what I'm saying? That's how loud it was. So, I mean, he definitely brings a – he brings the crowd when he comes in. Hey, have, you, have you had a chance to meet him at all? I met him when we played Georgetown my sophomore year. But I didn't really get a chance to sit down and talk to him. When, you know, it was crazy. When he first messaged me on Twitter, I was like, yo, is this – you know who it is? Show my teammates. I was, I was kind of having – you know, a little blushing moment. I was like, man, I can't believe he messaged me and stuff like that. But I didn't know he went to Maryland. And then, <laughs> so then time went on. I figured, I said, oh, he went to Maryland. I was wondering why he kept coming to the games. But, you know, I wasn't even, didn't even know. It was crazy. And, so you know, it was crazy. I was deep shows. He slid into the DMs on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it happens to the best of us. Sometimes it's the best way to get in contact with people now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> So uh, you had so many memorable moments at Maryland that 
Terp fans. Like I, we, we, I work with a, a producer who went to Maryland and like, he, he like lights up when he talks about, about you and, and your time <laughs> yeah, in yeah, Maryland. Yeah. What's your favorite moment or game during your Terp career? Favorite moment, game, uh, I can't lie. It's both, it's both times we played Wisconsin, my freshman and sophomore year. That I can't lie. Those are probably the best games I, I've like just felt to be in. You know, um, I got a lot of moments. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard because, you know, my freshman year, we were so, like, counted out, you know, then we go into the Big Ten, play Michigan State, beat Michigan State. You know what I'm saying? So it was like those moments were surreal. And, like, when I first got to Maryland, like, you know, to meet the guys and just felt that camaraderie that, like, I felt like it was going to be a good year. But, like, those moments right there was, like, the ones I wanted to get back in. I can't really put my finger on, like, the best moment. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that Wisconsin game, both games was probably, like, like, yeah, okay. What's the best buzzer beater? Because you had a couple. Wisconsin, for sure. Yeah. Which <laughs> because cause what's crazy is Turgeon said, drive to the basket, and I told him, no, no, no. We're taking the three right here. We're taking the three. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's one of them where where coach on the sideline is going no 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 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh he, he's done that uh against uh, i think michigan state my last shot at maryland he did that he's like no and i made him like oh, you can't argue with it, it. when it goes in you, you can't. can't argue with it it's always i a told good him shot. i told him i said down one down two i'm taking the three every time <laughs> and, you're going to deliver it that, hey, at least you were up front about it I was. I remember we played Northwestern my freshman year, and I shot. I missed the three, but Dez Wells tipped it in, <laughs> so he saved me. So you know, something always positive could come out of it. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So you and I was reading this summer that you had told somebody that if you leave after your freshman year, you probably have a chance to go in the NBA. I wonder, right. like, how much do you think about your decision and? how everything is played out to, to where you are now I, because it's got to be it's got to be something that you think about all the time oh yeah I think about it all the time like what would have happened if I would have you know been you know in the league right now you know if I would have left freshman year but I like I told someone I was like man it was just so hard you know you go to Maryland you know you don't know what to expect and you just, and you see all this love you're getting and the team you're around the guys you're around the coaches you're around it's like man like do I want to leave this and you know, already just leave and go, you know, be a big boy and adult and stuff like that. I was like, I don't know if I want to do it yet. I, I thought that, you know, it will happen one day. Obviously, I didn't get drafted and things didn't work out. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, God's a plan for everybody. And I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I'm, I played in NBL, played, you know, against tough guys. And now I moved my way up to the ACB. So, I mean, it is what it is. I still may have a chance one day to get there. But if not, I'm still happy with the decision. Like I said, it was just so hard to leave. Maryland, you know, from there, everyone loved me. And it was just, I was, I was a rock star there. I was like LaMelo in Australia, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it was, it was, it was tough. It was definitely tough. But I mean, I was just looking back on it, just watching NBA games. I'm like, man, I could be there right now, you know, but it is what it is. Hey man, you had Terps grown men. I did, I did. It's role reversal. I did, I did, I did. That, that was cool, though. That was cool. That's why, I, like, I understood, like, LaMelo, like, it was, I know what he's feeling. He's probably happy. All these, all these people love me and stuff like that. But honestly, nothing was on that level. That that was a whole different type of level he was on. That was crazy. I can't, I could admit. You, 
if you leave after your freshman year and say you do get drafted somewhere like middle of first round, what type of player are you? Because you mentioned like, there's obviously a lot of growing up you do in your mm. sophomore and junior year. Like what kind of player yeah. are you if you're getting to the NBA then, as opposed to yeah. now being a professional player? Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, cause that's the, one of the things I, I questioned too. Like I felt that like I wasn't ready as far as a PG because it was a lot of things I needed to work on. I didn't know I'd throw a pocket pass out of the pick and roll. You know, my freshman year, it was yeah. more so, oh, go score and make an open pass. But, you know, now the way I play pick and roll is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I developed into this. And I, you know, hopefully when I get my chance that, you know, scouts see that and stuff like that. But freshman year, I couldn't see myself doing it. Obviously, it would have worked up to that point. But it was one of the things I questioned myself on. But, you know, how was, how was I going to be a PG in the league? So where's your game now? Because I, I have to imagine, <laughs> like, Playing international basketball is different than the grind of college basketball. It's different mm -hmm. than the NBA. Like, what mm -hmm. types of things do you have to do to get your body in shape individually and then to, like, get yeah. ready for your job, which is playing overseas? Yeah. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, playing overseas is uh, – they play different, you know, as far as defense and offense. Um, defense, you can stand in the middle of the paint just right. like in college. So it's definitely hard. It's definitely harder to score. So, you know, you have to be able to shoot you know, defense. A lot of coaches love to pick up full court. So that's something that's new to me. And, um, you know, last year I was on a team that, you know, really, you know, talked about defense a lot. And I feel like i never been coached to play defense so hard in my life until I got there. And I'm still young. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I want to play on both ends really hard. And that's what I feel like I'm bringing to the team I'm on now. And, you know, I want to show people I can defend and, and score as well and run a team. Now, what's the you mentioned defense what, what like what is that the, the part of your game that needs the most work like what's what yeah. do you work on I feel like I mean I always want to get better I feel like I'm still getting better which is crazy I feel like I've always felt myself doing new stuff but as far as as my whole game aspect defense is like probably the most ones I always try to for the past two years try to concentrate harder on because it's about it's about mental you know what I'm saying I feel like I'm quick enough to stay in front of anybody just how bad do I want to do it and I always hear that, how bad do you want it? And I kind of like want to put that into to my mindset, you know, going out this year, playing this league against, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, those guys like that, you know, to show myself that I could play on this level and obviously be a good player and on both ends. What are you looking forward to most about playing in the ACB? Uh, playing against Barcelona, all the top, you know, yearly teams, because that's where I want to play. You know, two years ago, I was supposed to sign and play Basconia, but right. um. They wanted me to come for two years, and I didn't like the deal, so I turned it down. But now I'm here in this league, and I want to show them that, you know, you guys should have called again. You know, I just want to – always just want to prove myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm just happy to be in this league, and uh, I'm excited. You know, we got three good games this week in the scrimmage, and like I said, I'm just – I just want to prove myself. The process to me, now that I've – because I've really dove into it since we started covering the, the league back in, at, the, at the end of the spring – and the process to me in terms of like how you guys end up in different places is just fascinating. Like what's the process? And I, I'm assuming your agent takes care of a lot of it. Like what's the process of you weighing your options? Like, you know what? I've got this in Australia. I've got this in Puerto Rico. I've got a G league team that wants me. Like, how do you weigh all those different options? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I played in the G league my first year and uh, it was, it was, it was good to play, you know, good experience for me, but I, I, I wouldn't see myself going back. But, I mean, if, unless I had to, but, I mean, just as far as weighing my options, is about, you know, if I go overseas, I have to talk to the coach. I have to see how he wants me to play. That's, that's like, the biggest thing. And I feel like uh, last year, I mean, I'm not going to say talk about the situation because it is what it is now, but I feel like I rushed it 
instead of getting to know the coach. Because when I first went to Australia, my agent told me, oh, yeah, you're going to Australia. I'm like, what's in Australia? I never even did it. <laughs> and uh, I talked to the coach and I was like, coach, how, how do you want me to play? You know what I'm saying? How do you see me playing on your team? And once he told me, it was like, okay, I'm going there. You know, I want to I wanna get to the league and I feel like I need to be able to play myself. And he let me play myself and I was able to be liked in that league and I was able to go to play to a higher, you know, one of the biggest teams in the league or whatever. But, you know, things happened. And moving on to this year, I called the coach of Spain. I'm like, coach, how do you want me to play? And he tells me, you have all my respect on offense to be yourself. On defense, I coach you. I'm like, cool, I could do that. And just as long as I see my teammates, see they respect me, and that's how I made my decision. I, I, I mean, it's kind of like picking, almost like picking a, a school to go to college, right? Like, you Yeah, know, it, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. That's exactly, you know, I never even thought about that, but that's how it feels, you know, when you, you go to different uh, countries and stuff and you want to play with these different teams, and, you know, a lot of guys aren't satisfied because, they don't get to know the coach and they don't know the team. So me, I did my history. I knew about the ACB because I was going to go last year to play with uh, Studiannis, yeah. but um, COVID, so I didn't. And um, now that, you know, now we're here now, Fina brought a card and there's a new coach and one of my old teammates played with this coach. He told me, no, you're going to be good there. So definitely got to do your history wherever you go. How weird is it to be overseas with the COVID stuff going on? Because I like traveling mm -hmm. has to be like, just strange and weird, especially internationally. Yeah, I mean, it was easy for me. You know, I didn't see anybody on the plane, so I got the whole <laughs> road to myself, so I was good. But, you know, as far as like COVID just weird by itself anyway, you know, whether you home or overseas, but, you know, it was crazy when I was at home, I, I never took the COVID test. And I said, you know, I'm never taking this test. I don't want the sick yeah, thing in my nose. COVID. I'm never doing it. I get here to Spain, I took five of them already. <laughs> Five of them, I'm like, man. But, you know, it gets easier every time. But just when you think about it, like, it's really serious. And the protocol they do out here is, like, it's really good. We take, you know, we take a COVID test two days before every game. And uh, I'm just glad, you know, back to playing basketball and keeping a good, you know, close eye on it. Uh, when we covered the league back in the spring when they did their uh, – the, the ACB uh, FASE finale to, to, to crown a champion, they, everybody went in the bubble – I know a bunch of the players, especially in Barcelona with Brandon Davies was wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. So I know that mm -hmm. that sentiment is kind of felt internationally. What's your mm -hmm. take on, on what we've seen with the NBA and, and what uh, you were able to do last week? I mean, that was that was that was special. You know, like I never thought that would happen. A team, you know, boycott a game and you know not play due to like what's going on. Just to bring awareness and I think that people don't understand that. You know, I, I get on Twitter all the time as like my news, because you know, I don't really watch news on TV, but I just see like people tweet about it. And it's like, they don't understand like why they do it. And it's like, I like them to keep raising awareness. It's an awareness thing in it, but people still don't understand it. And it's, it's mind bothering. But you know what, I feel like LeBron James being like the leader of the NBA and what he's doing is like really special. And, you know, it's inspiring when I see him do that. See these talk uh, after game talks with, you know, Jamal Murray, Chris Paul, it's like, man, like these guys like, are really like, you know, voicing their fans, you know, they have a big voice and everyone watches. Everyone's watching the NBA now, you know, it's sports background. So just to see them do that, and not even the NBA, but like soccer, baseball, all the guys are doing this. I think that's really special. And I hope that people can take consideration that it's a awareness. It's not about, you know, one side versus one side. It's about all of us coming together. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the sentiment. And I'm, I, what they did, and I, I think the, the coolest thing is now seeing some of the changes that have been, like, implemented mm -hmm. and things that are happening, like, right away. Yeah. Using their power, like when you, 
it's probably crazy to think about, but like you're in college and all of a sudden you realize you have this like platform. Like, what does it feel mm -hmm. like to have, because you still got tens of thousands of followers and now you're, mm -hmm. you're an international player. Like mm -hmm. how do you, what's the responsibility you feel to use your platform to, to help people maybe understand? Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way. You know, uh, obviously I'm not, like you said, I'm international. I feel like I, I may not have more, but almost a lot, just like you said, because I am international and I'm from the States, but I've all, I've always retweeted stuff when I see stuff just to bring the awareness of my followers so they can see that, you know, what's going on. Cause you know, a lot of people don't see this stuff, you know, for some odd reason, like they don't see stuff that's going on, but you know, I've always tried to post stuff and repost stuff and stuff like that. Cause you know, a lot of the stuff that I see is, I mean, it is good and it's inspirational as well. And like you said, a lot of the changes have been happening. It's good to see. So let's go back to in the G League because there's so many players that are guys that, that we end up knowing through their success in March Madness or being on a top 10, top 15 college basketball team that end up in the G League. And I don't think many people understand like what it's like to play in it. What's it like to play in the G League? Like, give me the facilities, the travel. Like, yeah. I, what do you, <laughs> is there anything you can relate it to? Can't, well, you definitely can't relate it to, well, I couldn't relate it to college, you know, because Big Ten, you know, they got a lot of money and, you know, we was we was really pampered. But I mean, the Big Ten, I mean, in the G League, it's more like a, a humbling place. You know, you travel uh, economy, you know, you travel with everyone else, you know, random people on the plane and uh, the facilities are nice. I will say that. But I mean, I was in Iowa and, you know, where we stayed wasn't the, wasn't top top tier a1 type of place but you know it was it was good it was doable but you know it just depends on where you come from and how you look at it and how you approach being the g league i feel like if you go in there with a positive mindset you'll get positive results if you go in there like why well, i'm here and this person getting called up and stuff like that then you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself because you're gonna that's all you're gonna think about and you know things don't get they don't get better you know what i'm saying like with how you eat you know compared to the nba compared to college you know they don't get better but it just depends on what kind of attitude you have going into the situation. What's that like wake up call like? Because I have to, it's mm -hmm. almost gotta be kind of like a rude awakening. Like you're like, you are living the dream playing Big Ten basketball on national right, right. and every night. And then you go to the G League and you're playing the, the Westchester Knicks in front of like a couple right. thousand fans. Like what's that right, like? Right, right, right. I mean, the thing is how I took it was opportunity for me to showcase what I can do. Obviously, I'm in the G League, but it's hard to get up for games like that when there's like 10 people in the gym. You know, it's hard to do that. But, you know, the cool thing about when I was playing, um, you know, we played the Wisconsin team. Uh, I was in Iowa. So we, where we played at was kind of up north, Big Ten team. So, like, we had a couple people come to the game. People knew who I was. But, you know, as far as, like, an older player that, you know, maybe was in the NBA and the G League now, I could see how tough it could be. But, like I said, like, it's just the mindset you bring to it. If you come in there with a positive mindset, it would be a better outcome. But it's definitely a culture shock. You're like, man, I can't believe I'm, this is what's going on. You know, you got to get your own food. Uh, some, I mean, some. I'm not sure how some places work, but you may got to wash your own clothes, you know? Like, <laughs> some, some, it could be like that, but it just, it's just how your, your mindset. What's the, like, if, when people ask you about your time in the, in the G League, like, what's the story you tell them that, like, makes it sink in? Like, what's, what's your go-to story? <laughs> My go-to story, uh, mm, just, you know, when we traveled on plane, we had like crazy layovers. We might have, we might, you know, it's crazy. We might went from, from, uh, I'm trying to think somewhere, probably went from Iowa to LA, 
But to get to LA, we went to Denver, had like a three hour layover just to get to LA. Oh, then we come back from LA to go to Iowa. We go LA to Denver, four hour layover just to get to Iowa. It was it was crazy. Oh, we might go to Chicago, which would be this the craziest thing. We probably went from Iowa to Texas to get to Chicago. <laughs> no, like, it was just crazy. No direct flights. It was no direct flights, and it just made you feel like, man, like you on this plane for all these hours. when I mean, you could just go two hours right there. Then you gotta wait at the, at the airport for four hours. It was, it was crazy, but that's it's real. That's that that that's 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 definitely what's be happening. A little different than the charter flight life at, at Maryland, right? Oh, now. for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. After the game, we was leaving. Yeah, it just you're gone. Energy leave. We go back to the hotel with roommates. <laughs> And we grown men and we got roommates. So that was that was bad too. Like it just it is what it is though. Like I said, just I, I mean I was young enough to be like, okay, roommate's cool, but you know, older players like, no, nah, I gotta get my own room. You know what I'm saying? They they're older, they've been around. So it's just how you look at it. I, I spent a lot of time around some minor league baseball players when I was uh in, in local news and it's like you know a lot of stops at Chipotle. Like a, a mall being right next to the hotel was like an ultimate win. Like places that right. you could get to eat. Hey, gas station, you know. <laughs> yeah, <whatever. right. laughs> I remember those days. We took a bus to uh, go to, uh, it's in, I think, South Dakota or North Dakota. I can't remember, but um, we took a bus there. We'll stop at a gas station. We'll get pizza after the game. That's what it was. It, it, it was what it was. I never forget that time because it really brought me to where I am now, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, to be humble, you know, everywhere is not going to be good. But, you know, there are obviously some places that are treated really well in the G League. But, you know, my team was new and we were in Iowa and it was just, just new out there, you know what I'm saying? So not too much was going on. You continue to go on this journey. And I, I watched some of the players that, that are in the ACB League and I watched, like, the Twitter and Instagram feeds. And like, at least you're, you're in Europe. Like, did, is, mm -hmm. is there a chance that you're going to make sure that you take a time? I know it's COVID times. So it's a little bit tougher to enjoy, but is there part of you that wants to make sure you enjoy the fact that like, there aren't many people that just have the opportunity to go live in Europe right. for a couple of years. Right. I mean, you know, it's crazy. It's not a lot of people to go to Australia, especially no, that's true. You know, I got, <laughs> they like, hold up. I'm not that flight. That made you rethink everything. But I mean, I was in Australia and I didn't really explore much. You know, I didn't, you know, we went to Sydney, different different cities or whatever, but I w I'm not the type of guy to get out as much, but, you know, hopefully I had seen a tweet from a guy that's in this league and he said uh, to make the most out of, like, you know, as being an overseas player, to make the most out of, you know, get out, communicate with people, get close with your teammates, stuff like that, and, you know, people will like you and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to do that this year. I'm going to actually try to get out the house, you know, and explore a little bit. I'm a game hit. I'm always on a game and I kind of want to, I don't want to take a break, but I do want to take a break, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I kind of do want to get out the house and, you know, Spanish is something I'm trying to build on. And people around where I live are so nice. Everyone sees me, they know who I am, cornrows, and, oh, that's that's mellow. So, I mean, everyone's really nice to me, but, you know, it makes me feel like I'm at home. But um, I think this year I will, I will explore a lot more. What do you – like, if you had a chance to talk back to the Maryland team and, and guys that are going to be ultimately in a, a similar situation as you are, like, what would your advice – be to them or to any college player enjoy college because <laughs> you, can, you cannot get that time back I mean I, I was just talking to uh one of my college teammates not too long ago earlier today and we were just reminiscing on everything that you know that happened in college I'm like man I wish we could get that time back but we can't so I mean if I'm in college now or if I go to Maryland right now and I see the guys I'm like look enjoy this I know it's annoying going to this this and that you know weights in the morning practice but 
enjoy it because once you leave here, everywhere in Europe isn't, you know, all, it's not sweet everywhere in Europe, you know what I'm saying? Certain places you treat it, you're not treated as good as others. So that's one thing I'll tell them, enjoy this. Speaking of college, is Bentley's as good as, it, as it's uh, advertised? <laughs> Bentley's, it depends on what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> like every college bar, right? Right. It depends on what you're looking for. <laughs> it's a hit or miss. Sometimes a hit or miss. You know, sometimes it can be too much, but sometimes it depends. It depends. All right. So broad picture, and I'm sure it changes maybe every year. How do you, how will you define like you being successful as a professional basketball player? And how do you continue to do, do you have goals that you continue to try to hit like each year? Yeah. Are you a goal setter? Yeah, I'm definitely a goal setter. I mean, this year, I feel like every year, this is my goal, prove myself. I've always felt like I'm doubted for some reason. You know, in Australia, I have a great year. I mean, I average the most points my first year. Come back, I'm not even a top five player, top, barely top 10. And it's kind of like, okay. So I feel like I've always had I'm always had to prove myself, even when I was in college. And even now, you know, this league, no one really knows me that well. And I feel like this is a great opportunity for me to, to prove myself in this big league. And that's one of my goals. And just as another goal, uh, communication. You know, I always find myself kind of being quiet and shy sometimes, but I feel like I'm starting to become, you know, more of myself with like being being comfortable, talk to my coach, talk to my teammates. And that's one of my goals right there. Be, be, be more communicative because, you know, guys are relying on me. You know, when I got here, I could see it. I'm like, you know, this is, I'm happy to see that. You know, guys are relying on me for plays and a lot of stuff I don't even understand. But, you know, I just say, do this, and Coach likes it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I just feel like, you know, me being a complete point guard and trying to get to the highest level I can, I have to be able to do that and just be the best I could be. You know, I'm game, sure. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I, going on, I'm sure, like, the ultimate goal has to be try to get back to the United States and play the NBA. Like, like everybody yeah. who's yeah. In, in probably yeah. in different position. At, can you watch NBA games? Like, does it, does it feel, like, all right watching them, or does it bother you? No, nah, it feels alright watching it. You know, I'm 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 happy to be overseas. You know, I feel like if I was down to myself, I wouldn't be who I am. You know what I'm saying? I'd be miserable. You know what I'm saying? The whole I had six months to think about it. You know, like oh man, like say like what I'm gonna do? I'm, I can't get to the NBA. You know, they not doing call ups. It is what it is. And I feel like one of my like favorite players overseas is Mike James. And I see how he was in the NBA. He killed in the NBA. You know, it didn't work out. You know, NBA just sometimes just doesn't work out for everyone. For some reasons or whatever, but he's killing it in Europe. You know, he signed a three-year three, three year deal with Cheska, and I'm like, man, like, he's really good. And I'm like, I, you know, I want to be something, that's essentially like that, you know, one day. You know, when, when I, by the time I turn 30, I hopefully I'm the big name, you know, as a point guard in the, in the EuroLeague or whatever. So, you know, whether I get to the league or not, I'm happy to play at the highest level. You know, I'm hoping it's the EuroLeague or the NBA, but hopefully it's one of those two. But I, I will be happy. I love that advice because I think it's so it's not even just basketball. It's like everybody in life. If you are, can be content with where you are and, and enjoy the process, that's so much more important than like trying to yeah. look ahead to like, Oh, yeah. like where I could be, but mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. there. Like if you, if you aren't where your feet are, then it's not, it's not worth anything. Right. Exactly. And I don't try to look at like what, you know, other players that, you know, that's their, that's where they are right now. This is where I'm at. And, you know, we'll see at the end of you know, my career where I'll end up at. Who's been your favorite player internationally, college? Who's been your favorite player to play against? Play against? Yeah. Mm, to play against? 
that's a tough one. Favorite player? I mean, because I, I know you like, hit a couple of buzzer beaters in front of was it Tom Tom for Michigan State? Like he's no, that's got to uh, be a fun <laughs> matchup. I mean, that, I mean, that was definitely a special moment. I mean, that was that was special. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, it's a play. It's a player in Australia, Castle Ware. Um, okay. Uh, went the um, I can't went to Long Beach. He's a you know he's an older player, but I feel like every time me and him play against each other, we we bring out the best. You know, I had 42. That was my highest in my uh, you know, as my in my career as far as a pro. And every time we play each other, I always have high points. So I feel like that's one of my favorite players right there. You know, every time I play against him, I know I'm gonna play a good game. <laughs> hey, that works out well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's finish with this. I'm going to give you three kind of off-the-radar questions, three for the road to, to get you out of here, okay? All right, all right. Uh, so one meal, if you could eat one meal the rest of your life, what would it be? Fried chicken. <laughs> Is there a specific kind or just any kind of fried chicken? Uh, mm, I might got to go with Popeye's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a Popeye's guy. Yeah. So, you, no so you'd be team Popeye's over like Chick-fil-A? Now we talking about chicken sandwiches or we talking about chicken? See, I'm talking about I'm talking about chicken wings. Okay, but but chicken sandwich, <laughs> you can go the other way. Chicken sandwich, I might go to yeah. I might have to go to Chick Fil A. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it was it was a big conversation, so you know, like yeah, that's a tough question. In. That's definitely a tough question because those two right there hit the spot every time. Yeah, you, you really can't go wrong. Uh, the, you Maryland, you got the tagline: "Fear the turtle." Why should people fear a turtle? You know what? Because you never know what a turtle might do. You know, they hide in their shell and you just never know what's going on. You know, they they, they can hurt you too. You can't kick it. <laughs> you they might can, get a flat you tire if you try to run turtles. Those those are dangerous. Those are dangerous. I seen one of those. Those are dangerous. That's why you should fear them. You just never know. Finally, if you could play on any team in basketball history, college, NBA, whatever, if, what team would you want to go and be a part of? college nba team i want to be a part like I want you to be... could go back to like golden state when they had mm -hmm. steph kd what, what team are you what team do you want to be a part of what team what team are you part of uh i would like to be a part of that team right there that seems like a, a fun team one. you know a team you you know you're not gonna play a lot but you can watch front <laughs> row i would definitely love to be part of that team right there just to watch steph curry shoot threes kd bkd you know that, that clay thompson you know that that's the team right there. Could you get along with with uh, with Draymond being a Michigan State guy? For sure, we'll always have our arguments about who's better, you know. But I feel like I'm I'm a good guy to get along with, you know. He's a little he's a little antsy, you know. But I like that, so I mean, I think we'll be cool. All right, Mello. Hey, man, appreciate all the time. Good luck overseas. Enjoy yep. a little bit of Spain while you're there as well. <laughs> I got uh, you. Hopefully, we can catch up again sometime down the line. Yep, sounds good. Take care. Thanks, man.